Father, we just want to thank you once again this morning, Lord, even as we are here on the 52nd week of this year, 2021. Father, we just look back and we see, oh Lord, you literally, Lord, shortened the days for us. Just finished in a flash for us, many of us. We just want to thank you, Father, through all the circumstances and the trials and the testings that we have gone through as individuals, as families, as a church. Father, we just want to thank you that you were faithful. We just want to thank you, Lord, that you saw us through, each and every one of us. We just want to thank you, Lord, that the disease did not strike us down, even if it affected some of us. We just want to thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Yes, Lord, even as we prayed this morning, even though we were unfaithful, you still remain faithful because you cannot deny yourself. And therefore, Lord, this morning, we come to that faithful God. God who's forever faithful, whose name is faithful. That this morning, O oh Lord, in your faithfulness, you will speak to all of us. That, Lord, that you would prepare us as a church, even as we are at the threshold of another year, O oh Lord. Even as we prepare ourselves, O oh Lord Jesus, in these last days of this, of this year, 2021, O oh Lord, that, Lord, our hearts, O oh Lord, will be prepared. Our hearts will be burning. There will be expectancy in our hearts. There will be faith that we will not be careless. That there will be quickening in our inner man, in our spirit man, O oh Lord Jesus. That, Lord, that we will truly be tuned to the voice of the Holy Spirit. For you said in your word, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. In this last hour of time, therefore I pray, Lord Jesus, even as we meditate upon your word this morning, Lord, prepare us, O oh Lord, even through the ministry of the word, that you would cause faith to arise, that we would put away unbelief, and Lord, we will truly, Lord Jesus, begin to, Lord, walk by faith and not by sight and not by appearance. Walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Walk with Christ and not with the world. To that end, I pray that you would, Lord, Anoint the speaking and today's hearing of the word. Make us understand your ways. Teach us your paths. Let everything of God be exalted in our lives. And everything of man, let it come down. And through everything that we do, let Jesus and Jesus alone be lifted up and be glorified. That in all things, Christ Jesus may have the preeminence. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. For in Jesus' name, Amen. Last Sunday of... Year 2021, 52 Sundays. Let's look at a few portions of scripture. Uh, if you read uh, through the epistle of Hebrews, um, you will have several let us statements. Let us. Um, let us gather together. Okay. Let us lay aside. The 12 let us statements, I'm not going to go there. But one of the things which I want to look at today as a church, because let us meaning... It's for all of us, right? Let us, it's a collective pronoun. So let us, 12 let us statements, which are there in the book of Hebrews. I want to just look at one, a few, and then concentrate on one. It says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 1 onwards, it says, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear. 
Other translations will use the word, let us be careful. Lest any of you seem to have come short of it, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word that was, which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. It was not mixed with faith. They didn't have faith. The whole purpose of the teaching is to generate faith. Absolutely. There's nothing else. Okay. Generate faith, hopefully in me, and through the preaching of the word of God in all of us. It says, verse 11, let us, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. Another Hebrews, uh, another letter statements. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us, what is that? Lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run. Okay, it's a collective thing. Let us, let us. With endurance, the race that is set before us. And the final letter statement which I want to look at. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace. Or other translations will use the word. Let us be thankful. By which we may serve God acceptably. With reverence and godly fear. So this morning, we will look at one thing. Let us have faith. Let us fear. Let us be careful. Let us have faith. Let us look at one aspect of life that is most important to a believer is faith. Nothing else matters. Right? Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. And to him did he swear that he would not enter into rest. This is Hebrews chapter 3 verse 18 onwards. Okay. But to those who did not obey, so we see that they could not enter in. Let us labor to enter into the rest. They could not enter in because of what? Unbelief. Unbelief. Jude chapter 1. Only one chapter. And verse 5. This is what it says. But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. Okay. Faith again. It's the most important aspect of a believer. Hebrews chapter 6 verse uh, 11 verse 6, we know this very well. But without faith, what? It is impossible to please God. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And why is it important? For a believer, like we heard yesterday, if we have to tap into the, into the, into, I mean, not tap into, if we want to walk in the authority and the power of God, and continuously experience the flow of the power and the authority of God over our life, there's only one way for us to walk. Walk by faith. What is the authority and the power of, of power of God? It is, a, it is grace, right? And therefore it says in Romans chapter 5, therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So once we have been reconciled to God, once we have peace with God, and we want to continue to walk in that peace. We want to continue to walk in that righteousness. We want to continue to overcome sin in our lives. One of the things that we need is the authority of God and the power of God. And how does authority and the power of God flow? It flows by faith. How do you have access to that grace? We have access by faith into that grace. That is the reason why the teaching on faith is so important. Okay, Faith is not just uh, in some ideas or 
or or in yourself it is faith in the person of jesus christ right therefore we do not walk by faith we walk by sight right that is the reason why it says you know we don't walk by walk by uh, appearance okay this is romans sorry this is romans chapter 10 verse 17 so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god right therefore the whole objective of faith of of the teaching of the word of god is so that we begin to enjoy the grace of god even as faith increases that, that is the reason why he says in galatians chapter 3 how are you filled with the holy spirit okay one of the, you know we have this we have this prayer right ask and it shall be given to you seek and it shall be and you shall find knock and the door shall be opened to you if you being evil can give good gifts to your children evil fathers can give good good gifts to your children how much more your father in heaven will give the who the holy spirit to whomever asks therefore the question is how do we ask one of the ways that we ask you see that faith asking is an is a is a is an action you know there's a they saying in telugu adakunda amma kuda annam betadu meaning even your mother will not feed you unless you ask her to feed you of course nowadays modern day mothers like sara they will feed even they don't don't ask okay mama i'm feeling hungry all right so ask and how do you ask it says when you come together and hear the word of god by faith the very power of god will flow through you what is that grace of god okay we have access by faith into that grace so so what is faith this is the gift of god that god gives us when we when we become his, chil- uh, his children it says that faith is reckoned to us as righteousness and through that faith we access grace and that has to increase therefore the disciples said uh, how many times should i forgive my brother seven times seven and the disciples said father <laughs> increase our faith and faith has to increase we have to increase in faith and so how do we understand what is not faith how do we on the opposite of faith is unbelief right how do we understand how do we know that uh, we are not acting in faith and how do we know that we are truly truly walking by faith right Jesus I mean I'm going to just show you a few samples from the word of God to see how actually faith operates and what are the characteristics under which faith generally operates right look, look at what it says in Matthew chapter 8 this is centurion the centurion answered and said lord i am not worthy that you should come under my roof what is that but only speak a word you know what he's saying i implicitly trust your word so what does faith do it trusts the authority of the word of god without questioning and therefore he goes on to say you know i am a man under authority your word that's it that's all that is required for me and who is this is this is he a, is he a israelite is he a jew no he is not a jew he is a gentile he is a centurion and look at what jesus is stunned by the statement he says when jesus heard it he marveled and said to those who followed as surely i say to you i have not found such great faith no not in israel in other words he's saying you know what i'm looking at god's people over here i'm looking at this gentile over here and this guy he has got such implicit trust and the authority of the word of god even the disciples struggled peter cast your net on the other side master we toiled all night you know you see my resume no my resume from department of fisheries university of tel aviv <laughs> okay i have got a phd in how to fish 
Okay, that is remarkable. You see, the more educated and intelligent you are, the more you will stumble in faith. I mean, I'm not against education or intelligence. Sorry, don't, don't misunderstand me. Okay, so I've got, nevertheless, what? At your word, my goodness, so difficult for you to believe. Where, whereas, whereas the centurion says, Lord, Lord, only what? Speak a word. And I will be healed. My servant will be healed. You see? And then, when he sees the catch, he's astonished at the catch. And you know what he says immediately? Lord, depart from me, Lord. I am a sinner. What, what is a sin? Unbelief. I did not believe. I did not know the power of your word. I did not know the power of your word. I know, I did not know that the anointing has tremendous power that it can galvanize something which is dormant inside of me. You see, the power of God's word. So what is he saying? What does a faith, what does faith do? Faith implicitly trusts in the authority of God's word and says, you know what? At your word. That's all. Because you know what? God spoke and it happened. He didn't wait. They did not discuss. We'll come to that later on. Discussion and debate. So do you trust the word of God? Like the pastor was talking about curses. Do you trust? Do you trust the word of God? I'm, I'm going to show you a few verses, okay? Few verses from Deuteronomy chapter 27. Okay, this is, this, this is a crazy chapter, scary chapter. Ones which we con- conveniently want to over- overlook. Look at what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 27. And verse what? Verse what? 40. Easy to remember. Two times seven? Okay, fantastic. Okay, very easy to remember. Look at what he says. And the Levites shall speak with a loud voice and say to all the men of Israel. What is that? Cursed is the one who makes a carved or molded image. An abomination to the Lord. The work of your hands, the craftsmen and sets sets it up where? In secret. What are you? Cursed. So where are the idols? This is called a secret idol. So what do you, what do you have, what do you, what do you invite when, when, what do you have in your life? What do you experience in your life when you, what? Have a secret idol? Curse? In other words, scary for young people. Cursed is the one who treats his father or mother with contempt. And all the people should say, you said Amen? Very difficult for you to say Amen. Because many of you, oh, you are very, 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 very humble in church, tiger in home. Tiger. I mean, I, I tell you, you know, my, my conversion happened like that. No? The preacher looked at me, she said, Bible says, if you honor your father and mother, you will live long. Many of you are rebels at home. You should have died by this time. God is extending mercy. You know, that was like, hit like one, one, one lump of lead in my head. Lead in my head. Yeah, like that. Hmm. One shot. I just was stunned by that statement. Convicted. You see? And all the people should say, what? Amen. Another curse. Cursed is the one who moves his neighbor's landmark. And all the people should say, 
Amen. Cursed is the one who makes the blind to wander from the road. And all the, all the people should say, Amen. Cursed is the one who perverts justice due to the stranger, the fatherless and the widow. And everybody says what? In other words, how you treat those people who are weaker than you, if you do not treat them well, what are you? Now think about it. How many of us are in, are in a curse then? By these standards. How many of you can honestly say, right from the time I came out of my mother's womb, I was submissive to my parents? You see, this is the Bible. I cannot circumvent it. I mean, I I did not put certain graphic statements that Deuteronomy chapter 27 talks about. You know what it says? If you have illicit body union, sexual union, you are under what? A curse. Now think about this. Why is most of the world under a curse? Now don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. That curses are not real. You know, Zachariah says, Cursed is everybody who steals. How many of you stole your subordinate's idea? Plagiarized. Mine, sir, mine, sir, mine. That poor fellow would have worked his heart off. And then you know what? Who takes the credit? You. You know what? You're cursed, man. Because you stole somebody else's idea. See, many people. Unnecessarily you get under curse. You know why? You do not handle finances properly. It says in the book of Zechariah, if you steal, you do not handle finances properly. You are cursed. If you do not give tithes to the Lord, what are you? You're cursed with a curse, double curse, double trouble. And many of many people wonder as to why they're not they don't have financial breakthrough in their lives because they do not, they are not faithful in giving to God. Simple. They don't factor God in at all. Cursed. And look at what he says, verse 26. Powerful. Cursed is the one who does not conform, confirm, confirm all. What is that? All the words of this law by observing them and all the people should say, Amen. Listen, there's a verse, okay. There's a verse in Proverbs chapter 26, verse 2. It's a very interesting verse. Look at what it says. The, as a bird by wandering, as a swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. Okay? That means if there is a curse without a cause, it will not come. Okay, that is a very interesting statement. It is what we call as a linear statement. Okay, you can, you can do what we call as a knot of that as well. What is a knot of that? If there is a cause for a curse, it will come to pass. Alright? Okay, show you. So if I were to understand what is the root cause, if I do a root cause analysis from where this curse comes, How this curse arises, there is one spiritual reason in the Bible and I just want to show you that and I'm going to uh, go from there on. From from there, I'm going to go into the meat of today's word. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Why is this important? We are coming to the end of the year. We need to examine ourselves and see where the blocks are in our lives. Where the blocks are in our family. 
Why is there no breakthrough? Why is there no release of anointing in my, in my life? Why is there no release of anointing in my home? Why is there no release of anointing in my workplace? Why is there no release of anointing in my studies? Why is there no release of anointing in my finances? Why? Why, Lord? When you said, Lord, that it is your, your, your will that your children have to prosper, why is this repeated, 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 falling into the same pattern of curse and curse and curse? Why, why, why? I need to know. Like, because God is always a person who does not condemn us. He shows us because he wants us to lead us in the way of everlasting life. Look at what it says. <clears throat> Thus says the Lord, cursed be the man that what? That trusts in man first thing. Makes flesh his strength or flesh his arm. And fourth, third thing, his heart departs from the Lord. What happens to his life? A graphic illustration or a picture of the person who is under a curse. Verse 6. For he shall be like the heath in the desert. And shall not see when good comes. In other words, everybody else is getting blessed except me. Everybody is attentive except me. Understand? But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. That is a sign of a curse. Why? Why did he, why was he cursed? Because he trusted in who? Man. His, he made flesh his strength and his heart departed from the Lord. And what is one of the works of the flesh like yesterday we saw? What is it? What is the power under which the flesh, flesh works operates? Excuse me? Witchcraft or sorcery. Understand that? Look at the next verse. Blessed is a man who, what? Trust in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Who's your hope today, this morning? And he says, you know what? He shall be like a tree planted by the waters. There'll be fruit in his life. See, there's a works of the flesh and there's a fruit of the spirit. There's a works of darkness and there's a fruit of light. Therefore, he says, walk in light and walk in the spirit. Walk with the, walk with Christ. In other words, walk in union with Christ. And what happens to you? You will bear fruit unto holiness and righteousness. There's fruit in your life. Why? Because there's union with Christ. In other words, there's absolute, complete abandon in the purpose, in the, in the person of Jesus Christ and on the, on the, and the, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the cause for the curse, if you look at this particular passage, the root cause for a curse is what? Curse is caused by? Unbelief. Blessing is caused by? Faith. That's, a, that's, that's essentially the idea. That is the reason why Adam and Eve did not believe the word of God. And what did they invite into their lives? Curse. That is the reason why one of the songs that we sing, you know, O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. No more let sin, (laughs) very interesting, no more let sin and sorrows grow, and what? Nor thorns infest the ground. What is the the symbol of thorn? What does thorn signify? Curse. No more let sin nor sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. And it's very interesting. He comes to make his blessings flow. Where? Far as the curse is found. In your life, wherever the curse is there, you know what God's desire is? He wants to come and make his blessings flow so that you can enjoy the presence of God and the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. Understand this. Therefore, one thing, We all have to desire, Lord, implicit trust in the word. No questions. We'll come to that later on. So, he says, you know what? Many will say from east and west and they will say, "Hmm, look at this guy. Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. But the sons of God of the kingdom will be cast into where? 
outer darkness another 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 way that you can uh, i don't want to go there today this morning uh, have so many things to say i'm going to cut short uh, let's go to uh, slide number maybe <clears throat> matthew chapter 17 this is slide number 31 okay so many things to say we don't have time so let's read from verse 17 onwards so this morning the title of today's teaching broadly is unbelief causes effects cure what is it unbelief causes effects cure why do i get a curse because of unbelief if i want to have the blessing i should have faith so how do i know i'm walking in faith and not in unbelief is something so how do i know what is the cause for unbelief okay what are the effects of unbelief okay and what are the solutions okay unbelief cause effects and cure so just keep that in your mind and let's read from matthew chapter 17 very famous passage all of us know and verse 14 onwards <clears throat> and when they had come to the multitude a man came to him kneeling down to him and saying lord have mercy on my son this is after coming down from where from the mount of transfiguration okay it's very interesting if you read the passage on the mount of transfiguration it occurs in three of the places in the of three of the gospels it's it occurs in matthew mark and luke very interesting that it says after six days jesus took where who peter james and john and went to the mount of transfiguration that is that record is found in matthew and mark if you go to the gospel account in luke it says after anybody knows eight days peter took jesus took matthew mark who's right mark matthew or luke answer is all okay keep that in mind okay food for thought for you all right so and when they had come to the multitude a man came to him kneeling down to him and saying lord have mercy on my son for he is an epileptic and suffers severely okay for he often falls into the fire and often into the water so i brought him to your disciples but they could not cure him then jesus answered and said now he is talking about the generation what kind of a generation are you you are a faithless or an unbelieving and what is that perverse generation now the unbelief the reason why unbelief is caused is because of perversion you understand no no it's 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 interesting the word for generation comes from the greek word genome which means dna okay what dna do you have you have a perverse dna and because of perverse dna what do you have you have unbelief in your life okay and then he says how long shall i be with you how long shall i bear with you bring him to bring him here to me and jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured that very same hour see there's a perverse generation there's a perverse spirit it's a spiritual reason okay there's a spiritual cause over here look at what it says in acts chapter 13 this is after the church in antioch they pray over paul and barnabas they pray the fast and pray and they seek the counsel of god the direction of god okay how do they appoint elders by fasting and praying and seeking the counsel of god and serving god serving god not but not by taking elections you know many many mainline churches i'm not looking down upon them but 
unfortunate thing is you know how they appoint elders especially youth leaders from youth leaders onwards till sunday school teachers and the committee by election and the sad state of affairs is for elections in a church in andhra you know what they need police bandopast police have to come the sad Early church, they had no problems. They just what? Fasted and prayed. And who spoke? One one guy got the word of knowledge. The, the, this is what the Lord says. Separate unto me Paul and Barnabas. So they got a word of knowledge or word of prophecy, whatever it is. And they said, okay, separate them. Separate them for the ministry. And after they fasted and prayed, what did they do? They laid hands upon them and they sent them. And it says, being sent by the Holy Spirit, they went and ministered. And look at what it says. Acts chapter 13. And when he had gone through the island of Paphos, they, they found a certain sorcerer. What's his name? A false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus. My goodness. Hmm? Who was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. Understand this. Intelligent man. He's not, a, he's not an unreasonable fellow. He's a very, very smart guy. He's an intelligent man. And this man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word the word of God. And what does the word of God have got? Has got? It's got what? Authority and it has got power. Understand that. And what has it got authority and power for? To generate what? Faith inside of us. Right? So, goes on to say, but when Elimus the sorcerer, for, for this is what his name is translated, which stood them, seeking to turn away the pro-counsel from what? From faith. So there is a spiritual, there is a perverse spirit which is trying to take you away from faith. You have to recognize that spirit. That is the reason why he's calling him a perverse generation which is unbelieving. This perverse generation. So look at how how Paul, incredible man of God, look at how he withstands the sorcerer. Then Saul, who is called what? Paul, now the change has happened. Till now, he is Saul. Now he is called, who? The Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, Oh, full of deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil. And some men of God say, you know what? Oh, Paul should not have uh, spoken like that. Oh, he's hurting some people. No, they're getting offended. Now think about it. How is he? Paul is called Saul. Sorry, Saul is called Paul. And he's what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. So whom, who are you uh, talking against? Against Saul or Paul or Holy Spirit? Think about that. When some, see, it's good, no? Some, some, some people call us fraud. It is good. I was telling John Moore the other day. He was coming to B.Tech fourth year, second semester. Which semester I asked? 4-1, Pastor. 4-1, okay. 4-2, what will you do? I don't know, Pastor. It's a fraud semester. Why you do nothing? You act as if you're doing project. But but you know. From where do you get your project? Amir Pet. <laughs> no, no, no. Amir Pet. It is what we call as fraud semester. There are such courses even, even in top top universities, no? Uh, I was in IIT for some for, for one course everybody takes. It is called uh, artificial intelligence. Okay. Prof is full cool. It doesn't ask anything. So what do we call it? Fraud course. 
What do you have to do? You just have to pretend. Go to the class, pretend, show your face, you'll get an A. That is the reason why it's called artificial intelligence. Okay. <laughs> Understand this. <laughs> okay. Then Paul, who is called, so, what is he looking? He's saying, he is looking at the following says, you fraud, you full of deceit. You know what? What is the perverseness? There is deception. There is fraud. And he's the son of the devil. He is empowered by sorcery, witchcraft himself. And what is he doing? He is willing to turn, he is wanting to turn an intelligent man, intelligent man from the faith. Understand this. Reasonable man. You enemy of all righteousness, will you not what? Cease what? Perverting the straight ways of the Lord. Perverting. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. We are living in a generation where perverse spirits are being released and you know what has happening? It is the enemy of faith. Enemy of faith. It's not causing faith, it's causing unbelief. Mm-hmm. Understand this? And now, indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And you know what happened? Immediately this guy is like, boom, gone blind. Under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit, what happens? And immediately a dark mist fell upon him. He went around seeing someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul what? Proconsul what? Everybody says, shout it out. The pre proconsul believed. Why? When he saw what had been done. Being not astonished at Paul, not astonished at what he has done. He was astonished at the power of the word, the authority of the word. That is the reason why in our church we want to exalt the word and not man. Let man decrease and only God increase. Let man die and let God increase. Let man not receive the glory and let God only receive the glory. Let Christ have preeminence in all things. What is happening? He was astonished at the word, at the teaching. And he said, boy, what kind of a teaching is this? You know what the teaching has got? The power to galvanize faith inside of each one of you. Keep this in the back of your mind. And what is the reason for unbelief? What is the reason for the curse? It is unbelief. And how does unbelief cost? It's caused because of a perverse spirit which is desiring to take you away from the faith. Young people, listen to me. Listen to me carefully. Because I know some of you will graduate now, you finish your college, you're, you're in intermediate and you will enter into college. Be careful. You do not know the kind of spirits that is flowing in universities these days, even in India. Be careful. Be careful. The perverse spirits seeking to drag you away from the faith. And the perverse Potiphar's girls also, Potiphar's wives. I remember no, one man of God, he had a young man in his congregation, on fire for God. Believed, baptized, on fire for God, after a while he went to college. So he went to another, another uh, city, went to college, after one semester he came back. And uh, he was not found in church. For the first week and the second week and the third week, somehow he came to the church and he was sitting somewhere. 
this guy was so earnest. He was so on fire for God. Somewhere he's standing in the congregation. And the pastor looked at him and he said, oh, something's wrong with this kid. And he finished the service. He went straight to the kid and he said, what happened? What happened? I see your face. The zeal is gone. The fire is gone. What's, what's wrong with you? And uh, the, the guy said, uh, Pastor, uh, actually I don't know, Pastor, if I believe in there exists a God anymore. He looked at him straight. You know, Pastor is very smart. Okay, very, very smart. Very, very discerning. He said, can you tell me the name of the girl, please? Who's that girl? Let's come to the point. Okay. Understand? Guard your heart. Okay? It says, the eyes of the adulterous woman drip like honey. But she is sharper than a two-edged sword. My goodness. The word of God is two-edged sword. The words of the adulteress is also two-edged sword. But you know what? The end is as wormwood. And it takes you to the depths of hell. Brothers, going to universities very soon. Guard your heart. I mean, you go to universities, no corporates are like that. Corporates also full freedom, no? Free. What is that? A, B, Anta. What is the new place? What is It's not barbecue anymore. It is absolute barbecue. Okay. Absolute dum-dums, finally. Hmm? Proconsul belief. Let's go back now to Matthew chapter 17. And then, obviously, the disciples are not able to cast the demon out. So, verse 19. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, you know, they, they were like, in, in the public, they didn't want to ask, no? They were so embarrassed. Hmm? Why could we not cast out? So Jesus said to them, what? Because of your unbelief. Now think about it. Did these guys not have experience in driving out demons? Matthew chapter 10, just now, over few chapters back, they went, they had authority over demons, they came back, hallelujah, even the demons are subject. You know what Jesus said? Don't be so excited <laughs> that your the demons are subject to you. What? Be excited that your names are written in the book of life. Don't be Don't take anything for granted anymore. Okay. So Jesus said to them, "Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, and you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible with you." However, this kind does not go except by, yeah, everybody read that? Prayer and, kya baat hai? In your, in your nearly inspired version, which you call NIV, okay, this Matthew chapter 17 verse number 21 does not exist. Mm-hmm. That is the reason why it's called nearly inspired version. ESV, NIV, they'll make you NIV positive. Okay. Run for you. <laughs> no, I'm not saying, I'm not against NIV. I enjoy all translations, by the way. I enjoy all translations, but I stick to my King James. My good old King James. You can get offended. I'm sorry. That's my take. It never has changed. It is called the authorized version. Everything else is nearly inspired version, which is important for me. Authorized. Okay, I'll go. By authorized. No, look, let us, let us, let us look at first. Because of unbelief. What does he call this generation? Unbelieving and a perverse generation. That's a spiritual reason. So, 
What are the causes of unbelief? First, let us look at that. What are the symptoms or the effects of unbelief? Second part. And third, how we can overcome unbelief? Three part sermon. Causes, effects, release. Okay, solution. Mark chapter 9. This is Jesus coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration. Okay? He's coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration. He is looking at a crowd over there. The disciples and somebody is having a problem. And when he came to the disciples, whom did he come to? He came to whom? Jesus. He doesn't come to the crowds. He comes to whom? Disciples. He saw a great multitude around them and the scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were amazed. Why were they amazed? I, 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 I'm presuming that his, mind, his face might, might be glowing like like, the, like when Moses went down from the, uh, from, came down from the mountain, right? Maybe, I don't know. And running to him, greeted him and said, and he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? So reason number one for unbelief, cause number one. Yeah, I'll tell you, cause number one, discussions, disputes. What is that? Discussions and disputes. Whenever you begin to discuss and dispute the word of God, unbelief comes. Okay, I'll tell you something. There's a conference happening in your mind. Do you know that? There's an old man, there's a new man, and there's a ruler of the world. Triple conference happening. Who's who's there? Old man is there. New man is there. And ruler of the world is there. That is what he's, your old man is, I mean, ruler of the world saying. Then old man saying, don't listen to your pastor. Don't listen to your pastor. Don't listen to your pastor. Okay. And there's a new man. Please, no Vijay. Please. Surrender, no. Conference going on. Disputes and discussions. One of the things that I consciously avoid are disputes and discussions. Okay, there can be doctrinal issues, doctrinal questions, etc. I'm not against that. We'll come to that later on, okay? But one of the things I love to avoid, I run away from disputes and discussions. You know why? Because I've seen in every dispute and discussion, there is always a one-upmanship competition. Ultimately, somebody has to surrender. Hurry, the word God. You are not God. Look at what it says in first first discussion and disputation happened. This is unfallen man and Satan. If the unfallen man and Satan caused unbelief, how much more the fallen man and the new man and Satan? The argument from the lesser to the greater. Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was what? More cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, Hath God indeed said... Is that what the word of God really says? Does he really mean what? Can we get it to the discussion table? You know, every time you see the requirement of the word of God being lessened in your life, there is an object, I mean, absolute recipe for unbelief, deception going on there. Discussion. Debate. And the woman said, we may eat. Look at what Paul tells Timothy. You know what Paul tells Timothy? Pastor said, all the young people are, uh, 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 below 40 stand. Okay, Young people below 40. 
Come on, come on, come on, stand, stand. No problem. Young people below 40 only. Okay. Put this like this. Like this, like this. Okay. Everybody give me the pose, right? Come on. Ah, that's the way. Good. Uh, keep that pose in your mind. Okay. Second Timothy chapter 23. Flee youthful lusts and then avoid what? Foolish and ignorant disputes knowing that they generate what? Strife. Always strife. See, let me tell you something. After the end of the conversation, if you have to apologize, don't have that conversation. Simple. No? Are, sorry, brother. No, I did not mean this. No. Are, why did you have that conversation? Simple. Because truth, you don't have to apologize. Truth will stand by itself. If it is something edifying, you know what that happens? That fellow will surrender. Truth will never apologize. The person who's house, he's got strife in his heart, he will apologize. Oh, yo, I'm sorry. Truth is never afraid, never afraid to offend because facts don't care about your feelings. Simple. I feel you're, you're offending me. I don't, I don't care about your feelings as long as it's truth. Look at what he says. You need to understand that this is essentially not the spirit of God. Look at what it says in James chapter 3. But if you have bitter envy, self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. Against the what? Against the truth. This wisdom does not come from above. It is what? It is what? Earthly? It is soulish. It is not sensual. It is soulish of the soul, of the intellect, of the mind. Of your reasoning, of your intelligence, and it is what third one, demonic. Manisilayo, nan parinyo. I got it right now. See that? I have got several Malut students in my class. They, they teach. In fact, I they, I'm ashamed of them. Some of them speak Telugu like better than my daughters. Pastor, sir, 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 sir. I know the pajam. I'm like, what is your background? Malayali. I said, Hare Baba, we have to be ashamed. We Gultis have to learn from you Malayalis. What? Telugu. What says thou? Yeah? He's looking at me from our corner of the eye. Very good. Hmm. Earthly, sensual, demonic. One Malayali pastor came to my home, no? Sometime back, we had a, all the pastors who came and we just wanted to have a get together with them. And, you know, said, Pastor, I want to pray, but I want to pray in Telugu. I said, Oh God. Okay, Pastor, please pray, Pastor. I just hung my head in shame. Okay. Understand, you know, they give you a run for your money. Wisdom does not descend from above. It is earthly, sensual, demonic. And says, what, wherever envy, self-seeking, see, uh, wherever envy, self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing, are there. But the wisdom which is from above is what? First, pure. Then it is what? Peaceable. Then it is what? Gentle. And the second thing is what? I like the word. Everybody say, willing to yield. Ah, willing to yield. Willing to yield. Will submit to the authority of the word of God. And say, you know what? What you say is true. There's 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 a witness in my spirit. What you say is absolutely true. There's a witness. I'm willing to yield. What is that? There are no disputations. There are no debates. One man of God said this in Telugu. I'm translating into English. Let's read it. When God has spoken something clearly, don't debate. Don't discuss. Don't bring it to the discussion table. 
Over. Period. You know what you call period? Full stop. Nantravata? No more. Final. Otherwise, it is the root cause for what? Unbelief. And therefore, what you will not in your life? Curse. Understand this. Luke's Gospel chapter 2. Now, so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple. Now, question is, should we therefore not ask questions? Oh, what do you mean? You should never ask questions? We should be like dum-dums? Okay, tell, 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 tell. Are we robots? Don't we have an, our own free will? Don't we have a mind that God gave us to process the information that you give? I'm not saying that you should not question. Look at what, look at Jesus himself. Look at what it says about Jesus. Luke's Gospel chapter 2, verse 46. Now, so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of teachers, both listening and then asking questions and then answered. How does it start? Listen, ask questions. Third is what? Then answer. I want to understand. But I mean, genuine questions you might be having. That is the reason why what we have a Q and a A. What do we have? We are not avoiding any questions. We are not avoiding questions which are controversial. No, 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 no. No, absolutely not. And we never say that, you know, we know all the answers. No. Okay. Q and A is always good. But look at it. What is the purpose? The purpose is to learn. If you have an attitude, you know what? I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to have a teachable spirit. You know, I know people in my school, in my class, not now, those people who act humble, those people who are humble, okay? Both these categories I know. Whenever they start asking questions, you see the spirit, then you learn. Ah, this fellow is cut toka, cut chalin. I have to cut this fellow's tail. He's wagging his tail too much. Oh, sir, what is this? Why is it like this, sir? Oh, what is it like? What? Oh, as, I mean, he's testing you. Okay, after one year, you know, I looked at my students. After the terror only, okay. If they used to play the fool in my class, I said, you know what? I'll be very interested in your viva. I'll be personally handling your viva. Okay? Personally. And I call him Albert. Because he's still not Einstein. Okay, he's still Albert. That is the reason why the second year in, in, in university is called Sophomore. You know what Sophomore means? Half moron. He acts as if he knows everything. Then when the Vaiva is coming and coming to his table, you should see the way he shivers at the desk. Now I know. Okay, fine. That is what called authority and power. Okay. <laughs> okay. See, you know people who are really smart. I can easily sense, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not boasting, you know, when, when people come and talk to me, I know who's acting smart and who's, who's humble. Very simple for easy to, because I've seen, 250 students times 8. Okay. That is 2,000 students in 8 years. At least in my life. At least. So, I Atibinayam. Durta lakshanam. Learn. Do you have the attitude, the, 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 the attitude to learn? Otherwise, you are you're the devil, basically. 
Masquerading as a student. First Corinthians chapter 14, look at what it says. Just a principle, okay? No indictment against women. Please, don't misunderstand. Don't stone me after this, okay? Chapter 34, 1434. Let your women, what? Keep silent in the churches. For they are permit, not permitted to speak. I didn't say that. If you reach heaven, have a discussion with Apostle Paul. Please, okay? If you reach there. It's only if, okay? Permitted to speak. But they are to be what? Submissive. As the law also says... Oh, we are no longer under law. Who said? Who said? I do not know you. You workers of? Ah, ah, ah. Thank you. Lawlessness. There is a law. And we are not talking about the mosaic moral law. The law of Christ. Mm -hmm. As the law also says, and if they want to what? What, 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 what? what? Everybody say, learn something. (laughs) Learn, 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 learn. Do you want to learn something? Learn. Oh, I want to teach something. Learn something. That is the reason why in many discussions they want to teach, not learn. Understand that? Okay. If they want to learn something, let them ask their who? Ask not. They are very, very running for other husbands. Hurry, you ask your own husband, Baba. Ask your own husband. Ask your husband. And the problem with many own husbands is that they don't know the word. That's a problem. Husband, what is this? I don't know. I never read that. When did you read? Shame on you, husbands. If your wife reads the Bible once, you have to at least read twice. That should be the that because God is it's got nothing to do with with manupmanship because God has given that office to us. Understand this. You know why unbelief happens? Because you dispute and not submit. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 11. Come to me. All you labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest full stop run for your life. No. No, 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 no. Stay there, stay there, stay there, stay there, stay there. Stay. Take my yoke upon you and learn, 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 learn from me. For I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find what? Rest for your souls for my yoke is light, easy and my burden is light. Learn. That is the reason why James chapter 1 will say, So then my beloved brothers, let everyone be swift to hear slow to speak, slow to wrath. You know what you should do? After you finish the word of God, exercise silence. Let you process the word in your minds. Process it. Process it for a while. Even to format a computer, it will take a while. Let it go. Lot of flushing has to happen in your mind. Let the finger, not of the software, of the Holy Spirit, write it on the, on the, on the memory card of your life. For the wrath of man does not produce a what? The righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside what? All filthiness and, what is that? Anyway, it's, KJV is very interesting. Superfluity of naughtiness. Naughty fellow. What is, what does naughty fellow do? He's always running from here, there, here, there. He will never sit in one place. He's called a monkey. 
కోతి సూపర్ ఫ్లూటీ ఆఫ్ నాటినెస్ దట్ మంకీ మైండ్ that is that is in 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 efficient chapter 2 it's 4 uh, it says be renewed in the spirit of your mind no that is what it says in your in your in your english translation the telugu says chitta vritti andu nootana parachabadina vaare chitta vritti you know chitta vritti means monkey mind please get renew your monkey mind kick the monkey out of the, out of the mind and let jesus come there mm-hmm. what should you do therefore lay aside filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive how with meekness the engrafted word what is able to do it it is able to save your souls not bring your soul to bondage understand that everybody got that mm-hmm. so ask questions that is the reason why jesus loved martha sorry mary not martha mary mary sorry not martha mary and he, she said to her sister mary who also sat at jesus feet and heard his word but martha was what distracted i'm telling you now you guys so many of you are distracted some of you when you sit in the in the church you are stone cold dead you're like this nothing is going it is just, just passing through you like a like a what i don't know it's like a filter it's like a sieve nothing is staying everything is gone i'll come to that later on okay Just keep that in mind. Okay, I don't want to go ahead of myself. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Do you? Do? Huh, who's that? You not care. And you know what Jesus said? Martha, 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 don't be worried. Don't be troubled. Come. So when you come to the, come to the church, come with this attitude. Don't say, Lord, I want to rest my mind here. I want to stand, to sit still in the, in the presence of God. I want to listen to your word. I want to put away every filthiness, every superfluity of naughtiness because I know, Lord, the word of God has got power to work in those who believe. It's got the power to energize faith in me, to work miracles in my life. Lord, 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 let me not miss this opportunity because this opportunity will never come back again in my life. It's a once and for all opportunity. It's never going to come back. Understand this. Reason number one. Disputes. Discussions. Reason number two. Then one of the crowd said, Teacher, I brought you, them to, brought, everybody read this, I brought you my son. And so I spoke, Ah, Now think about it. Was Jesus there when he was, when he brought the son? Who were there? So what is he saying? But what is he saying? I brought them to you. you uh, in bringing to your disciples, whom did I bring it to? To you. But they could not. Cast out. Cause number two. Cause number two for unbelief. Lack of spiritual authority. Everybody said that? Lack of spiritual authority. Mm-hmm. when there is spiritual authority what will happen look at this look at whenever you have spiritual authority that is the reason that pastor was saying i don't have to do deliverance over here if you have the spiritual authority if you come under the anointed anointing of the word of god and if you believe you can go with authority from this place and you can lay hands on your own head and cast out every demon from your life you can if you believe lack of what spiritual authority immediately mark chapter 1 
verse 21. Part B. Immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at the doctrine, at, the, at his teaching, at the, the doctrine. For his, he taught them as one having what? Authority. And not as the scribes. Now there were, there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. And what did he do? He cried out and said, let us alone. What have we to do with you? Jesus of Nazareth, look at the blindness of the people. The powers of darkness are rec- able to recognize the Messiah. But they're not able to recognize the anointed one. How blinded they are. And who are these? The Jewish people. To whom all the oracles and the blessings of God has been given. The covenants has been given. The oracles have been given. The patriarchs have been given. Even the Jesus Christ who is the, the blessed one, the God. He was from the lineage of the tribe of Judah. And they did not believe him. But Jesus rebuked him. Saying, be quiet. Come out of him. He doesn't shout like me. Okay, by the way. I'm only shouting out of excitement. Jesus said, Come out. No, he doesn't say, What is your name? Nagadevata? No, 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 no. No interview with demons. What is your name? What is your name? What is your name? Nagadevata? How long have you been here? From where did you come? Why do you want to know, Ray? Why do you want to know? The demonstration of Nagadevata on the on the pulpit of God. What an abomination. You know what he said? Out. Finished. Over. He didn't make a sound. Who made a sound? Demons made a sound. Nowadays we don't know who makes a sound. The demons are making sound or the the man of God is making a sound. I don't know. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Nothing is going to happen. Sound and fury signifying nothing. He comes with one demon. He goes back with eight demons. New beginning in demonology. Oh, by the way, yesterday, you know, yesterday the icing on the cake, did you know the icing on the cake? What pastor was like preaching, I was like, wow. Seven days over after, after he's born, on the eighth day is a day of his circumcision. I said, that is from heaven. It's like dew dropping from heaven, no? It's like a pearl. And, you know, Peter and I looked at each other, we just grabbed it and put it in our basket. I don't know how many of you grabbed it, okay? That pearl. <laughs> that pearl. But Jesus rebuked him. Be quiet. Come out. And then what happened? And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. And they were all amazed. So that they questioned among themselves saying, what did they say, Baba? What is this? Manna. What is this? Manna. They call Manna also. What is this? By the way. huh? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him and immediately his fame was spread. We'll all look at the fame but we don't look at one thing. What is the word you should look at? Authority. Everybody say that? Authority. Why were the disciples not able to cast out? Because they did not have spiritual authority. You know why, why, why is it, why, why do they have spiritual authority? It says in Matthew chapter 28, look at what it says, verse 18 onwards. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority under heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go into all the world, make disciples, teach them, baptize them. You know what they do? And I'm low with you, always today. And so the world. You know what we do? We say, Jesus is with me all the days of my life. That is exactly what you quote. The promise God also will come like that for some of you. Oh, Jesus said he's going to be with me all the days of my life. Are you making disciples? Are you able to drive out the demons in your own life, first of all? Forget about others. Huh? 
Understand? Half the church has, I told you, you know, the nearly inspired version which has edited this part. I'm going to show you. The nearly inspired version. Okay. Mark chapter 16, which is not there in some of your Bibles. Okay. For you, this is not an inspired word. This is not an inspired word for you. I'm not talking about you, you, but those of you <laughs> who are so sentimental about NIV. Okay. Later, he appeared to the 11 as they sat at the table. And he what? Rebuked them. For what? For their what? Unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, what? Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, and he who believes and is baptized. Oh, should I take baptism? Yes, absolutely. If you believe, you will be baptized. In many of the churches, you are not even considered born again if you are not baptized, by the way. Oh, but the thief on the cross did not get baptized. Are you thief batch or Jesus batch? Which batch are you? I am Dunga batch. Tell me, how many Dunga batch? All the Dunga batch will not get baptized. All Christ batch? Because he himself got baptized to fulfill all righteousness, I also will go into the waters of baptism. You know why? Why is there no spiritual authority? Because you do not live the reality of your baptism. There is a reason. That is the reason why there is no authority. There is no cross in your life. There is no cross. You are run by the flesh. That is the reason why fasting is important. Let me tell you something, no? Honest confession. I should not lie. Fifth, almost like 16 days of fasting. One of the most difficult experiences of my life. Because it's a corporate fast, everybody knows. I'm able to overcome mutton, chicken, fish, sambar also. One thing difficult for me to overcome is sweet. Sweet? Oh my goodness, what a catch it has in your life. Oh my, I mean, it's like, it's like that. When you fast, you'll know what are your strong areas. You can put the best of meat, the best of chicken, the best of mutton, the best of prawns, and it can just come out of Stanley's kitchen. But it is not going to touch me one bit. But sweet? Lord. Sweet. My goodness, I'm addicted to sugar. Sugar? Kill that fellow man. Kill that demon of sugar. <laughs> Diabetes is a demon, by the way. Okay. In, in Andhra, bah, sweet. There's a there's a there's a there's a proverb. Tante gural gumpala ilbadaranta buralu. Tante bural gumpa. You know, if he gave him one shot, he went and fell into the sweet basket. Hey, what is this, Baba? This fascination with sweet. Oh, one shot, I went to the hospital. No, I went into the basket full of sweets. This addiction of sweet nonsense. Iniquity passing from ages. Cut it nonsense. And brother David brings that Mysore Park. Baba. Genius you are. And that and he says, Pastor, it melts in your mouth, Pastor. <laughs> and you know what? That was my favorite sweet when I was growing up. Favorite sweet was Mysore Park. My mom, my grand, grandmother used to make one and a half kilo of Mysore Park and by the time it was evening, it's over. Who ate it? 
विजय एंड द नेक्स्ट डे फुल वॉमिटिंग थिंक अबाउट दिस मटे ब्रदर्स हाउ मच द फ्लैश हैज गॉट अ होल्ड ऑन यू स्वीट्स कैन फेल दिस माइटी झाइंट One little sweet has felled him. <laughs> Not the one. Oh Lord have mercy. He who believes and is baptized. And you know what he says? And these signs will follow those who what? Believe. In my name what will they do? You know what? It's not there in your if it is not there in your Bible don't read, okay? Only if it's there in your Bible read. Yeah, thank you. so two things first thing cause number 1 dispute discussion cause number 2 lack of spiritual authority that is a cause for unbelief now let us look at the manifestations of unbelief you know manifestation you should see the manifestation <clears throat> every time you read this passage do you ever put yourself in the position of the fellow who is a lunatic where do you put yourself disciple jesus or lunatic or the father definitely not jesus for me today everybody i'm going to prove to you qed from scripture that we are all lunatics okay let us prove <clears throat> let us see the manifestations of unbelief seven manifestations of unbelief seven manifestations how do i know that i am walking in unbelief and not faith let us see Mark chapter 9 Then one of the crowd answered and said Teacher I brought you my son who has a mute spirit and wherever it seizes him it throws him down he foams at the mouth gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid description of many young people So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out but they could not Mhm Then one of the crowd okay Yeah so, Sorry uh what does it do So it does several things seven things What does it do First thing What does the demon do? It seizes him. Second thing, it tears him down. Third thing, causes him to foam. Fourth thing, causes him to gnash with his teeth. Fifth thing, he becomes rigid. Yeah, these are the people when they reach heaven. Thirty minutes silence. Okay, that is becomes rigid because when they come to church also they're rigid. Lift up your hands and worship like this only. So when they reach heaven. Jesus will stand up everybody 30 minutes silence not 1 minute becomes rigid six throws him to fire and water seven makes him deaf and dumb seven manifestations of unbelief seven so let us check symptom by symptom first what does it do it seizes him what does it do it overpowers him what does it do it overpowers him overpowers him so unbelief does one thing it, it will never make you able to overcome sin but you will be overpowered by sin let me give you two, one example two examples judges chapter 16 <clears throat> 
When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines saying, come up once more for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought her the money in her hand. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees, called for a man, had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him and his strength, what? Left him. What it says? This is the reality of many of God's people. And she said, the Philistines are what? Upon you. You know something? Many of you, the Philistines are upon you. And you do not even know it. And you don't even know that you are, you are being lulled under the laps of Delilah. What has overpowered you? Flesh has overpowered you. Lust has overpowered you. Pornography has overpowered you. Adultery has overpowered you. What You name it, you have been overpowered by the flesh. Food, gluttony has overpowered you. Anger has overpowered you. You've been seized by the spirit of anger. Overpowered. I will go out as before, as at other times, and shake myself free. But he did not know the who departed from him. The Lord is gone, over. He's been overpowered by his lust. Some of your movies has overpowered you. Entertainment has overpowered you. Lying has overpowered you. You cannot go one day without lying. One day. Not one day, one hour. Without lying. Look at what it says. In Genesis chapter 4. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you wrath? Why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall not thou be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And its desire shall be for thee. And thou shalt rule over it. It is there. It's crouching. It's like a crouching tiger. And what does a tiger do? What does a lion do? It overpowers you. It never negotiates with you. Do you know that? Never negotiates. Hey, come lion. Let us have a negotiation. No. It deceives you. And it overpowers you. And you don't even know. Look at how Paul describes this attitude. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 25. In meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will grant them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by the enemy or, the, or, or by the devil to do his will. You are overpowered completely. Sweets has overpowered you. <laughs> Think. First sign, you haven't been overcome, and you are not overcoming. Uh, I think that it was Derek Prince who said that. No, somebody asked. Uh, Derek Prince was asking somebody. He said, "How are you doing, brother?" He said, "Under the circumstances, I'm doing very well." He said, "What are you doing under the circumstances? You should be over the circumstances, not under." Somebody will say, you know, my head is on fire, my heart, my feet are cold. On an average, I'm doing fine. Understand? What is overpowered you? Second, what does it do? It tears him down. What has happened? It disintegrates him. What has happened to this guy? He gets distracted into many. Because being overpowered by some lust. And that lust is not able to satisfy you. You know what happens? You get disintegrated and distracted into several areas to satisfy only what God can satisfy inside of you. Look at what it says in James chapter 1. But let him ask in faith. 
with no with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the lord he is what double minded disintegrated all distracted you're not focused you cannot get your thoughts together and hold them together and concentrate for maybe a half an hour or 45 minutes to the word of god let me give you an example great man supposed to be the wisest man of course jesus was wiser than him iq 9.8 out of 10 in more intelligent than albert einstein okay 1 kings chapter 11 but king solomon loved not few that's the problem why if you leave god that's exactly what is going to happen your life and your affections will just get disintegrated into thousands of people now because your life is not, your mind is not focused on God. You're distracted. You cannot come to a determined effort and say, you know what, I'm going to sit today like this, I'm going to think through, and today I'm not going to let the enemy overpower me. That determination is not there. Because you're distracted. Distracted. What happened to them? And what happened to Solomon? Solomon, what did he do? He clung to them in what? In love, God, a lust. What love? I mean, that is the reason why I think he, he was a man who could write a thesis on marriage. I mean, multiple women, sorry, not marriage. Better to live with this woman, uh, better to live on the corner of the roof than to live with a nagging wife. That is wife number one. After wife number one visitation is over, next day he goes to wife number two. Now he says, this, this madam, it is better to go to the wilderness than to live with this woman. And then wife number three, you know what she shuts the door? She shuts the door and she shuts the attic. This is wife number three. Oh, this woman is like on constant dripping. Ding! This is torture travel chamber, Baba. She shut the door, she shut the attic, and she put me on the chamber. Ting, 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 dropping, torturing me to death. Thesis. Submitted three PhDs in three women. He has got 900 PhDs, Baba. What has happened to him? Disintegrated. At least one woman, she'll at least leave the attic alone. This woman, Baba, you know torture, you know what they do in torture chambers? The best way to torture a man is to put him on a constant dripping for what on the water for a few hours. He will say, Ah, it is very nice initially. Oh, it's nice shower, he will say. After a while, every drop of water will be like a thunderbolt. Tung, tung, tung. Oh, release me. That's exactly what is happening with third woman. What has happened to you? Distracted. Disintegrated. Torn down. Man, man of God was supposed to be the beacon of light. Was supposed to lead, lead, lead Israel and build the temple and teach the, the commandments and the statutes of God. Solomon, the man of peace. Jedediah, the beloved of God. Torn down by woman. My dear brothers and sisters, take these things seriously. Are you disintegrated? 
Can you not concentrate? He had 700 wives, princesses and 300 concubines and his wives turned his heart. What did he expect? And it was so when Solomon was old that his wives turned his heart after the other gods and his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God as was the the heart of his father David. That's it. That's the benchmark. If you meet, you should be like David or better than David but not less than David. So Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of Sidonians, after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord. And look at that. And, and look, at, look at that. And did not fully. That's a problem. If you cannot, you know, God does not want half. Half plus half is not equal to one in God's kingdom. Either you are for me or against me. You are gathering with me or you are scattering abroad. Your heart is completely loyal towards me or not at all. Don't play games with me. That is the reason that Joshua tells the next generation, he says, make a choice today. Make a choice today. As for me and my house, we have already made a choice. What about you? What about you? That is the reason why adulterers and adulteresses, don't you know friendship with the world? Is enmity with God? It will divide your heart and scatter you into million pieces. Hmm. Last 52nd day of this year, my dear, week of this year, my dear brothers and sisters, we are entering into another year. Let us enter with fire and say, Lord, my heart is completely loyal towards you to the best of my knowledge. I don't know whether as much as I can say, my heart is there for you. I am there for you. The spirit who dwells in you yearns with what? Jealously, jealousy. Therefore, submit to God. And he will deliver. I mean, he will uh, and, the, and the devil flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your what? Your hearts. You double-minded. Purify your hearts. Say, Lord. Apadamastakam. You know, Telugu. Nikankitam. From my head to my toe, Lord, I give it to you. Fourth one. Fourth symptom of unbelief. Causes him to what? Foam. He loses what? Self-control. There's no self-control in his life. There's no self-control. He just falls like that. Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 25 verse 28. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit. What is that? That's the reason why Paul, that pastor was, not that, pastor was saying yesterday. He said, the spirit of the prophets is what? Subject to the prophets. And what is the, what is the, uh, what is the, what is the, what is the, what is the coordinate? Was that in the verse, in the, in the word of God? First Corinthians chapter 14, not 23, 32. Okay. Okay. Not 23, <laughs> but 32. The spirit of the, spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophets. Spirit of the, spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophets. He's broken down. He's without walls. There's no self-control. That means he can be, you know what? All his walls are down. Enemy can come at any time and attack you. Oh, you're going to church. Ah, it's okay. For a few hours, I'll take rest. I'm also tired playing with the same body. Okay. After a while, you go out. What happens? That's exactly what happens. The birds of the air, what do they do? They come and nicely steal the what? The word of God. Look at what it says. 
That is the reason why it says spiritual lot, slot. Spiritual slot is a big no-no in the kingdom of God. You cannot have spiritual slot. Why are your walls down? Because you do not do anything. Think about it. The guy who received one talent. Okay? The unwise virgins and the good, good nations. What did, what is, what is the sin? They did not do anything. That's it. The man with one talent, or the guy with one talent, the unwise virgins, and the goat nations, which did not take care of God's people. What did they do? They did not do anything spiritually lazy. Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 24. 24, I went by the field of a slothful, lazy fellow, and by the vineyard of the man, void of understanding. And let me tell you something. Many of us struggle with sloth. Many of us, including myself. Okay, different levels. There's a spirit of sloth upon you. It's a, it's a manifestation of unbelief. The man void of understanding and lo, it was all grown over with thorns. Okay, slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding and lo, it was all grown over, all grown over with thorns and nettles. What is thorns and nettles? What is it symbol of? Curse. And why did you get this curse? Because of sloth. No more let what? Sin and sorrows grow not thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow for us the curse is found. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles and covered with, the, with uh, covered the face of the uh, face thereof that the stone wall thereof was broken down. And why was it broken down? Because he has no control over his sleep. Hmm, look at what he says. And I saw and I considered well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little slump sleep and a la- yet a little slumber. Folding on our fans to sleep. So shall your poverty come. From where should you learn therefore? Not from me. You know from where should you learn? From where should you learn? And yeah, you go sit there and ask Chima Chima, please teach me. That fellow is the only fellow who is busy. He will say, Chichi, don't waste my time. I don't have time for disputations and discussions. Unbelief causes. It causes unbelief in my life. He will teach, teach you that lesson. You are wasting time in debate. And that is the reason why apologetics... Okay, great. Authority of the word of God. Signs and wonders and... Think about it, no? Go to speaker's corner now. Man, you drive out a few demons. What will happen? All the Muslims will fall flat on their faces before God. It's a demonstration of the spirit of power. Not disputations and discussions. Understand that. Some people don't agree with me. It's okay. As I am entitled to my opinion. Okay. (laughs) Next. What is it? He gnashes with his teeth. You know what? He's overpowered by anger and bitterness. Let's do a diagnosis before we go home, okay? I'll give you the solution possibly on Wednesday. But let us do a diagnosis at least in the time that we have. Bitterness, anger, unforgiveness. Can we make a covenant with God? Say, Lord, before I end this year, I do not, I want to forgive everybody and anybody. I want to reconcile with everybody in the church. If it must, with my pastor, with my wife, with my, with my brother or sister, I want to, I do not want to hold anything in my heart because it will block the anointing in my life. I want to believe your word. I want the word of God to do its work in my life. And I do not want unbelief, bitterness, anger, unforgiveness to block that anointing. 
Acts chapter 7. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. Who was speaking? Stephen was speaking. And they, they were convicted in their heart. But they didn't fall flat on their faces and they say, men and brethren, what shall we do? They said, gnashed with their teeth. How dare he confronts us with our problems. Behind every rebuke of God, if you are able to see the love of God, you are blessed. Behind every rebuke of your pastor, if you are able to see the love of God, you are blessed. Blessed is a man who's not offended because of me. Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 30. Our generation, perverse generation. There is a generation. What do they do? They curse their father and their mother. In other words, they will never surrender to spiritual authority. Look at what it says. There is a generation. You know what? That? They are pure in their own eyes. But they are still not cleansed from their filthiness. That is the reason why he says, lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. What is that? Pride. You see, that is the reason why we are not asked to go through a period of fasting. Why? To humble ourselves. Fasting, by the way, should not make you proud. Hmm, okay. If it is making you proud, it's defeated the purpose. Uh, sister Elsa was looking at me. He said, Vijay, JP, you lost a lot of weight. I said, Sister Elsa, I lost a lot of weight, but head weight? Headweight is there. If you go to the weighing machine, stomach is gone. Everything is gone, but weighing machine is showing 85. Why? Headweight. Taggin the weight. Headweight the gale. Kadanana? Some people have smiles on their faces because somewhere database got touched, right? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know you fellows. <laughs> okay. Oh, how lofty. Proverbs chapter 30. Look at this. There is a generation whose teeth are like what? Swords. In other words, if they cannot win an argument, what will they, what will they do? They shout you down. Islamophobe! Homophobe! Resist! Papist! You, what are you? Holy. They will never reason with you. Legalist! Okay. What is it? Gnashing with your teeth. Is that gnashing? Gnashing should, of teeth should be there. Against your old fellow. You're Old Vijay, today I'm gonna crucify you. That is okay. Devil, okay. What about others? Abigail, no, no. <laughs> Next. Next manifestation of unbelief. You want to know? He becomes rigid. What? Ask. Stubborn as stiff-necked fellow. That's what he says. Stubbornness is as iniquity as idolatry and what? And rebellion as is a, is a what? As a sin of witchcraft. 
rigid. Have you seen? When they go to the stadium, 36er, 6er, we want 6er. When they come to the church, they will do, they have to do worship to be like breakdance. Like a robot only. You have to give them, give them commands. Turn to your left. I used to do it in my class. Raise your hands. No. Stepper motor is going. Increment by increment. Somebody, some people who understand robotics, no? They will know. What are they? Sticks, rigid and stubborn. I mean, yesterday I was looking at uh, Kent Christmas. He was preaching in Timothy Dixon's uh, uh, church, okay? The camera angle was there. Okay, somewhere. He was prophesying and one old man, old man, he was like, he was like, he was getting excited in the presence of God. I'm like, oh my goodness, who's this guy? I was like, why? Why is he acting of too much? What is this? You know, I was a little offended, no? When the freedom of the spirit came. And then I, after a while, the same guy goes into the platform and who is he? This old gentleman, Timothy Dixon. And you know what he's doing? He's weeping in the presence of the Lord and thanking God for the visitation of the Holy Spirit. Old man, excited. I'm like, I've seen that in, uh, in what is that? Movie theaters and when they go to stadiums. Chalk six. When they come to church, retention. At ease also like this. What are you doing? Stiff-necked. Look at what it says in Ezekiel chapter 2. And he said to him, Son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel. To a what nation? Rebellious DNA. That nation means DNA. They have rebellious DNA. That has rebelled against me. They have, they and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. So what are they operating under? Children of God. Operating under the power of witchcraft. Rebellion, no. They are impudent, stubborn children. I am sending you to them and you shall say to them, thus says the Lord, ask for them whether they hear or whether they refuse. For they are a rebellious house, yet they will know that the prophet has been among them. See that? And you, my son, do not be afraid of them. Though be, what are they? What are they? Though briars, sir? What is briars and thorns a symbol of? Of course. Understand this, my dear brothers. Stubborn attitudes. Rigid. They will not yield one inch. They will hold on to their opinion. Okay. That is the reason why Acts chapter 7 verse 51. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. What are you doing? You are what? Resisting the Holy Spirit. Not me, Baba. You are resisting the Holy Spirit. And you resist the Holy Spirit, he'll just bypass you. <sighs> Next one. What does it do? It throws into fire and water. You know what? You're overcome by a spirit of depression and suicide. Spirit of depression and suicide. 
Look at what it, what it says in Proverbs chapter 18 verse 14. It says the spirit of man will sustain in his, sustain sustain him in sickness. The spirit of man will sustain him in sickness. But who can bear a broken spirit? Who can? So even if you are sick, if your spirit is strong, you are able to overcome it. Two days you will fall sick. Third days you will say, let me just rise up from my bed. Pick up my mat and walk. You know, think about it, no? Elisha, Elisha, he died and his bones had the anointing man. Think about that. Inability. You're depressed, oppressed, overcome by a spirit of suicide. I know, in IIT I was there. A girl comes to the last semester and she flunks one course, a topper of the class. All the arrangements for convocation is done. She invites her parents, one of the toppers of the batch, and she flunks the last course, the last semester, she cannot graduate that semester. You know what she does? Before her parents come, she commits suicide in IIT campus and dies. You know the average salary in Bangalore nowadays is 1.5 lakh per month? And you know the maximum suicide rate is there in Bangalore? People just dying. They cannot endure because they are overcome by a spirit of depression and suicide. The human spirit can endure sickness. But a crushed spirit? Who can? It's a rhetorical question, my dear brothers. That is the reason the pastor was praying. He was praying in the morning. He says, for a spirit of what? Heaviness. The garment of what? Praise. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 22. A merry heart is what? Good medicine. You don't have to go to the medical shop and waste money on sorcery. Pharmacy, no? If you heard today's message. That is medicine. Smile man in your home. Be joyful. Look at what it says. Cheerful heart is a Good medicine. Cheerful. Be joyful, man. Worship. Cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. What is that? Spirit of depression. Symptom of what? Symptom of what? Unbelief, unbelief, unbelief. Finally, deaf and dumb. What are you? You are dead to the spiritual. What are you? You are dead to the spiritual. You can't hear. You can't hear. You can't hear. You know, Newton's first law. What does it say? Everybody continues in a state of rest or of uniform motion. Unless acted upon by an external force. That means that you you have so much of head weight, pride, you cannot hear the voice of God, and you are immovable. You are immovable. You cannot respond to spiritual stimuli at all. At all. See, there are in, in, inertia works in, in, in. Have you seen a, if if you've seen a ship? Okay, just two more minutes. I think I should be done. Two more minutes. Just two more minutes. Okay. Spir- if you've seen a ship, large container ship. 
Titanic, for example. What was it? What is the name of meaning of Titanic? That which cannot be sunk. The problem with the, that much, you know, that much of pride was. It's not the weight of the Titanic. It's the head weight of the Titanic. Now think about it. Now, if you have a car and if you have a lorry going at the same speed, going at the same speed, which is lighter? Car is lighter. Which is heavy? Lorry. Which will come to a standstill fast? Car. Why? The weight is very small. When your pride is small, easy to turn you. Titanic! Full head weight! Iceberg, they saw the iceberg. Oh, the iceberg, iceberg, iceberg! Let us take a course correction now. You can't, you can't, you can't apply brakes. It's a huge ship, man. It's got tremendous momentum. Do you think you can come and stop there now? Impossible. Impossible. Tremendous momentum. You can't stop. You can't make course corrections anymore. Because your, your mind is full of weight. You're like Esau. You know what it says? Esau could not find place for what? Repentance. He could not pl- find place for repentance. Meaning he was so heavy in his head. You cannot change him. You cannot change his course. He's over. He's got too much of, too much of inertia. He's going to go straight to hell now. With full momentum. My dear brothers and sisters, understand. Pride is the downfall of all of us. Of all of us. Do you recognize the pride in your own heart? Do you recognize it? Romans chapter 8. For those who live according to the flesh, what do they do? They set their minds on the things of the flesh. Why? And he says, and those in the spirit, for to be carnally minded is what? Death. You cannot be moved. It's death. There is a cure. But examine yourself. Let's enlist that before we do stop for today. The symptoms of unbelief. See, 52nd week, no? I knew if I don't fast for 21 days, I will not get the word. Because final week is always tension. Okay, let me just enumerate that and we can stop. Where is that? Come on. Yeah. Cause, 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 cause. Let's enumerate that and we are done. Yeah, there's you. There's a slide. Seizes him, tears him down, causes him to foam, gnashes his with his teeth, becomes rigid, throws him down, makes him deaf. There is a solution. You know what is the solution? You know what? The disciples ask him how? Privately. How? Privately. I'll tell you, the solution is silence and solitude with God. What is that? Silence and solitude with God. One on one, next six days. Next six days, silence and solitude with God. Second thing, this kind will not go out by prayer and fasting. Two solutions. Silence and solitude with God. If you are saying, Lord, I'm expecting fantastic things for 2022. And I do not want 2020, 2021 to be a block. 
look for these seven symptoms look for these seven symptoms and say lord i'm getting into 2022 i don't want to miss your purpose for my life so visit me let's stand up quickly i'm sorry i took a few minutes extra but it's okay we are finishing finishing off the 52nd week pastor can you just end the year for us please please can you end the year it's important for pastor to end the year and bless us please pastor quickly get the get the mic please father this morning we just come to you lord the entrance of your word brings light i pray father that the light that we have heard seen will dispel the darkness in us lord these are not suggestions these are decrees from heaven for god does not make suggestions we disobey we lose and i pray father everyone here will take it to heart the next 6 days doesn't matter how much we failed the next 6 days we trust god you will turn it around you will turn it around for everyone who believes and obeys for your promise stands if you are willing and obedient you will eat the best of the land the best of the life god has to offer and i pray father you'll go with that even if we forget everything else that last two words silence and solitude silent before god alone before god every minute we can spare in your presence to hear from you for one word from you and we will be set free one word from you will define the years to come and i pray no one will go through this year the rest of the year without hearing from you lord for you are a god who speaks we just thank you father we just thank you we just thank you we just thank you lord come into the church here all your saints everywhere into thy hands may the hand of god rest upon each one of us lord thank you thank you father in jesus name i pray amen the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of the father and the fellowship of the holy spirit rest and abide with each one of us amen 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 so as part of your silence and solitude don't forget to listen when pastor vijay preaches on wednesday because it will be he already told you it will be follow up amen